Mother Bod Pod. My name is Kara Corinne Safeli. I'm at Kara's Kitchen on Instagram. Kara with a C, Kitchen with a K. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Bod Pod today. If you are a new listener, like, hey, what's up? Welcome. Welcome to the to the Love Your Bod Pod. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. Thank you for coming back and hanging out with me. I'm so happy that you're getting value out of the podcast. Today, I want to talk about a subject that like, ooh, I'm like so excited to talk about. I actually love <laughs> this topic about how to overcome the fear of letting go. Something I am incredibly passionate about and like so excited to support people through is like overcoming their fears overcoming their fear of letting go around control around food, right? Letting go of the fear of trying to control your weight, letting go of the fear of pretty much anything in life. This is a topic that I'm inspired by, I'm passionate by, and I love to support people through, I love to support people moving through their fears and overcoming them and taking action in spite of them. It's something that I have done multiple times in my life. And I have found, what I have found to be true is that while the context for which the fear of letting go may arise, I have found that the process for moving past it is the same no matter what. So regardless of what you're afraid of letting go of, you're going to get a lot of value out of today. So whenever we want to make a change, take a risk, try something new, all of our fear monsters will come up with all of these reasons why we shouldn't do it. So if we want to stop dieting and work on intuitive eating, then our mind is going to fill up with fear stories like, but what if I gain a bunch of, what if I gain a bunch of weight? Excuse me. What if I never stop eating donuts? But what if I can't accept myself? What if I lose control even more and never gain it back? What if it's not worth it? Or if we want to leave a job and start a business, or we want to like publish our first blog post or whatever, our mind will fill up with fear stories like, but what if I fail? What if I don't have what it takes? What if I go broke? What if people judge me and don't like me? What if I regret it and want my job back? Or if we want to get out of a relationship, our mind will fill up with all of these fear stories like, but what if I never find love again? What if I am lonely? What if I never find anyone as good? What if he really is the one and I let him go and he finds someone else? (laughs) All of these fears become the barriers to growth and expansion. These fears become the walls of our comfort zones, keeping us living a small life, leaving us feeling stuck where we are, but too afraid to move. And what will happen is we come up with excuses. Whenever we're given the opportunity to take new action and change our lives, whenever we're invited into new action, whenever we're invited to step outside of our comfort zone, all of these excuses and fear monsters will come up. It's not the right time. I don't have enough money. I don't have what it takes. Or, or we actually, or we think we have this idea, like maybe the fear will go away. I'm going to wait until I'm not afraid anymore. Except that like fear will never go away. I truly believe that the idea of fearlessness is a ridiculous illusion. Fear is a part of the human DNA. It's there to protect us, right? Like fear isn't going anywhere. What I have found to be true though, is that the fear that we have these days holds us back from the lives we truly want. Our mind makes these things out to be way more scary than they actually are. And there's some neuroscience as to why and how this happens. And I want to share that with you because I think, I mean, it really made a difference for me to understand this. And I think it will make a difference for you. So Dr. Joe Desponza, I've talked about him a couple of times on the podcast over the last like six months or this past year, 
I have I've read some of his books and I've watched his talks on um, YouTube and I've listened to him on podcasts and I've listened to like his Instagram and he has explained in his work that the brain likes familiarity. It perceives things that are familiar as safe because it knows what to expect and within these familiar patterns of behavior you have stayed alive. Even if it's a life you dread, even if you don't want to be there, even if your comfort zone is really uncomfortable, you're alive. So the brain perceives it as safe and therefore a good thing and it'll try to keep you there because it's trying to keep you alive and keep you safe. Now when there is something that we want to do that is new, taking a new type of action, a new behavior, the brain fills up with fear because things that are unfamiliar are uncertain. The fear of letting go includes the fear of the unknown. Our brain doesn't know if we will live or die, even if that seems extreme, (laughs) even if it's not actually a life or death scenario, that's how it can feel. Whether we're fully conscious of that intensity or not, our brain is like new action, uncertainty, unfamiliarity, might die, scary, run, 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 run. (laughs) But if you, but if you um, don't take the action, right? Like if you let the fear be there and you don't take the action, It strengthens the fear in your mind. So what I'm getting at here is our brain will actually collect data around what we perceive as a threat. And it will increase the intensity of our fear over time if we continue to let the fear keep us from taking action. So for example, let's say that you're afraid of eating carbs. Someone told you that carbs are bad and they make you gain weight. And so now you're afraid of weight gain and afraid of eating carbs. And every time you see bread, And you think about eating the bread and you get really afraid of what will happen if you eat the bread and then you don't eat the bread because of the fear, you are actually strengthening the fear of bread in your, in your mind, in your brain. Your brain says, oh, she was afraid of the bread and she didn't eat the bread. So bread is really scary. Okay. Stacking up the fear in the brain. Over time, the fear of bread becomes more and more intense. So the longer you do not face the fear, the harder it becomes to face. The neural pathway where the fear of bread lives becomes more well-defined. You're collecting data. Bread is scary. Bread is scary. Don't eat bread. And you're giving all of this data to the brain. The only way to decrease your fear of bread is to eat the bread in spite of fear. And then you give your brain new data. Oh, we were afraid, but we ate the bread and we're still alive. Okay, so bread maybe isn't actually that scary anymore. Or scary after all. And every time you eat the bread and you don't die, (laughs) your brain's like, oh, we don't need to fear bread. So the fear decreases in intensity until you end up not really having an, uh, an emotional reaction to bread. It kind of becomes no big deal. Like you realize that if you eat bread, you're okay, you don't die. And so then the fear of bread, it goes away. Now this pattern is true for anything in life that we fear. So maybe, for example, you're a, a coach or aspiring coach and you have a fear of getting on Instagram stories. You have a fear of having your face be seen or saying the wrong thing or, or whatever. The longer you wait to do it, the more intense that fear is. Rather, the sooner you get on Instagram stories and you show your face and you don't die, everything's okay, the less scary it becomes until you can hop on Instagram stories without much effort, without having to like hype yourself up as much. Now that doesn't mean you won't occasionally have to hype yourself up. Like sometimes maybe we need that, but it's not as intense. It's not as scary. It's not as difficult. It becomes easier as your brain learns it's okay, as it becomes more familiar. 
your brain becomes less afraid of actions that become familiar. So, so I'm going to share with you a story about how action breeds confidence. So the point is, I have yet to meet a person who is truly fearless. I have only met people who have strengthened their ability to do things while afraid, to let the fear be there and do it anyways. And over time, it becomes less scary. That doesn't mean it's not scary at all. Now, on another note, we will be so afraid of what will happen if we let go of dieting or control or or letting go of whatever it is that we can forget to think about what will happen if we hang on. So instead of focusing on what we might lose if we let go, we need to ask ourselves, what's the cost of hanging on? If I keep doing what I am doing, what will my life look like in a year, five years, 10 years? And what is scarier? Taking a risk in hopes that it will change my life for the better and bring me what I want? Or continuing to keep living life the way I've been living it, knowing that it hasn't truly brought me what I wanted either? You know, Tony Robbins says, Change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. So ask yourself, is it really worth hanging on? If I hang on and this is what my life looks like, this is as good as it gets, this is what I'm left with, will I look back at age 90 and be fulfilled? Or will I be filled with regrets and what ifs? This is something I ask myself all of the time and I I invite you and encourage you to ask yourself this as well. If I keep doing the things that I'm doing, if I keep doing them this way, what will happen? And if I take a risk and take messy, imperfect action towards what I want, what's the worst case scenario? Whenever I explore the worst case scenarios of each, staying where I'm at or taking new action, I realize that no matter what, I'll probably be okay, I will survive. But that doesn't always mean I will thrive. And I have always wanted to thrive in life, not just survive life. So a couple of months ago, I shared a story online about moving past fear. And I want to share it here because it illustrates, it gives you an example of the things that I've talked about, how the brain likes familiarity and how we want to not only ask ourselves what's, you know, what are we risking by letting go? We also want to ask ourselves, what is it costing us to hang on? So it was the night of my going away party. Party. This was a couple of years ago and I was just shy of 27 and I had decided to quit my well-paying, comfortable corporate job in Los Angeles to risk everything and move to Arizona to open a restaurant. Now this was something that I had been dreaming of doing for a while and while I had it pretty good at my job, I wasn't truly happy at my job. Like, you know, I had good pay, I had benefits, I had a flexible schedule, but I wasn't truly moved and excited and passionate about what I was doing. And at my going away party, my friends were gathered around and they were, one of them had asked me something about like, but aren't you afraid? Like, how'd you get the courage to do this? Like you have it quote, so good. Now I let her know, like, of course I'm afraid, you know, like this might, this might be the biggest mistake of my life. I may regret leaving this great job in the city I love to completely fail at owning my own business, at owning a restaurant. But I'm going to do it anyways, because I am as equally afraid of looking back and wondering what if, (laughs) of looking back knowing I didn't truly go after what I wanted. I'm just as afraid of that. 
And one of the most valuable skills I've learned over the years is how to take action in spite of the fear. So without having it all figured out, with all of my limiting beliefs like swimming around in my brain, all the fear monsters, all the fear stories telling me to stay in my comfort zone, right? Telling me to stay in familiar patterns. Because with change comes uncertainty, but without taking new action, nothing changes. I'm going to say that again because it's important. With change comes uncertainty, but without taking new action, nothing changes. So if you don't take new actions, you can be certain that nothing will change. And it's that reality that has given me the courage to just start, to just try it, to just go after it. And whatever it is for you, be it finally choosing to work towards recovery, to eating the pizza without guilt, starting that side hustle or passion project or leaving a relationship that no longer serves you. Whatever it is, if you are waiting for the fear to go away or for it to feel like the right time or for the certainty that it will all work out, then you might be waiting a long time. You might actually be waiting forever because like you learned earlier, the longer you wait to act, the scarier the action becomes and the less confident you will feel, right? I explained with you about how your brain collects data. Now, on the contrary, however, action breeds confidence. Like I had said, the more you take the scary action and don't die, the more your brain perceives it as familiar and safe. And so it's less scary. Action breeds confidence. Rarely have I felt totally confident in myself when trying something new or taking a big risk. Rather, it's a result of messy and perfect action of just starting and figuring it out, of trusting myself, my soul, having faith that has led to confidence over time. It's been a result of that faith, of trusting in the possibility that it will lead to something better. And if it doesn't, then I will walk away with a valuable experience, with new expertise, with new lessons learned. I truly believe that whenever we're trying something new, whenever we're letting go of something, we're either going to get the results that we wanted or the lessons we needed. And both of those are always worth taking a risk, in my opinion. They're always worth taking new action. So when the fear of letting go is intense as the fear of hanging on, then you know it's the right time to let go. If you're looking for the quote, the right time, this is probably as close to it as you're ever going to get, is when the fear of letting go is as intense as the fear of hanging on. The longer you stay in limbo, the longer you let the fear stop you from taking new action, the more uncomfortable you're going to get, the more upset you will become, the more apathetic to life you will feel. So whatever it is, here's your permission slip. The words of encouragement telling you to just go for it, to just try it. Let the fear be there and do it anyways. Because at the end of the day, we need to remember that our mind will always be full of fear, but our soul is always full of faith. And if we pay attention to our soul and not let our mind talk ourselves out of things, because our mind will always rationalize and talk ourselves out of things. Again, it's trying to keep us safe. <laughs> But our soul will guide us to our desires and we have to be willing to be moved by our desires. Not just the desires for what we want, but the desires for what we don't want because truly, equally, they're equally as powerful. So I didn't want to look back and regret not leaving the safety of my comfy job to chase my dreams of owning a restaurant. And I got a really important lesson. I didn't actually want to own a restaurant. Within a year, I put it up for sale to move back to California. Now I don't live with the what ifs and the regrets. Instead, I have this incredible experience, so many valuable lessons, something I am so proud of. And it led me to where I am now. Even when I was lying on the bathroom floor, 
after a very typical and painful binge and purge episode, sitting there being like, I, I have to get better. This is it. I was afraid, but I knew that whatever my eating disorder was giving me, whatever it was, whatever I was benefiting from, it wasn't actually worth it. And that I was moved by my desire for what I didn't want. I was like the fear of hanging on and continuing to live life this way is scarier than changing. And so I worked towards change. So ask yourself, would I rather be stagnant doing the same thing, keeping me stuck where I am, living this okay life, or be afraid and in action working towards what I want? Being in action towards my dreams, towards the life that I want, towards the potential, the possibility of a better life. You know, earlier I had said that our fears become the walls of our comfort zones, keeping us where we are in life. (laughs) The best way to get out of your comfort zone is to just throw your hat over the wall so you have no choice but to overcome the wall of fear. The fear tells us what we really want. The fear tells us what we need to do so that we can have that bigger life. So chase your fear, embrace your fear. Face your fears. It is the pathway to the life you want. And as you expand your capacity for being uncomfortable, as you expand your capacity for being in action without any guarantee, the the greater your capacity to experience power, joy, and freedom and a life you love. So don't live your life in avoidance of fear. Don't live your life in avoidance of discomfort. Embrace it. Face it because it's on the other side that you're going to get what you want. So let the fear be there and do it anyways. And remember, remember the key points that your brain likes familiarity and knowing that you can use that to your advantage. You can use that awareness and knowledge to know that the only way for what you're afraid of to become less scary is to become more familiar with that type of action. To to prove to your brain that it's safe. Action breeds confidence. So do things that are unfamiliar. And also know or ask yourself, is the pain of staying the same greater than the pain of change, right? What is it costing me to hang on? What is it costing me to keep living life this way? And is it worth taking a risk? And remember that mind is always full of fear. It always will be full of fear. It rationalizes and talks us out of everything. But soul will always be full of faith. So so trust yourself, have faith, be moved by your desires for what you want and what you don't want. Whatever it is, I hope that this gave you the encouragement that you needed. I hope that it is inspiring you to get into action, to take messy and perfect action, to have faith that you're either going to get the results you wanted or the lessons you needed, that either way it's worth being in action as opposed to staying stuck and being where you are. Inaction is also an action. Okay, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I hope it truly supports you in getting over the fear of letting go. I hope it supports you in no longer hanging on. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in.